This is Team Time, your weekly Q&A session to building better teams and leadership practices. This series of episodes is part of the Better Teams podcast, hosted by me, Vincent, and Max. Thank you for being here with us. Have a good listening. Hey, hi, Maxime. Hey, Vincent. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to this uh, new team time. Uh, as you know, it's a, it's a time where we uh, pick up a question and we try to give you the best answer uh, we can. And this, this week, I want to talk about trust uh, because I think it's a big issue. Uh, we used to have this question, how do you build trust? We used to have it a lot before uh, in all our sessions, uh, our first time leading team session. Uh, and now I think, I think it resonates even more uh, these days because, uh, because of the crisis of the COVID-19, it has been aggravated because uh, many, for many teams I've been talking to uh, these past few days, uh, if you used to have, you used to have an office, you used to have like uh, everyday daily connections with, uh, with people, uh, you felt pretty good in the office, uh, and you went into your daily lives, I guess. Uh, but now everything is like kind of broken. And for many people, everything is falling apart uh, and you have to work remotely. And you start thinking, okay, uh, where, where do I stand and what does it work for me? Uh, where are all the connections that I don't have anymore with my uh, colleagues? And one thing I noticed is that the best teams these days I've been talking to, uh, if they are doing so great, it's because before the crisis, they had built trust. And this was not an issue before. So in a way, COVID-19 is like a bump in the road. For them, it's, it's okay, it's hard. They have to adapt in many ways, but they have a good, solid ground of trust. So I wanted to talk with you, Maxime, uh, on that, like what it means, like what is trust and how do you build that trust especially now if you have to face the crisis plus a dramatic lack of trust. Well, I think it's a, it's a good metaphor what you mentioned, right? I mean, you cannot, uh, you cannot build a building on cracks foundations. So typically what happened is that a lot of companies were bu busy digging foundations for that trust and all of a sudden they were told, okay, well, as of tomorrow you need to get home. So, so what do you do? You know, do you assume that, uh, or do you pretend that those foundations uh, are already there, or do you just, you know, admit, you know, and have a good discussion with your team and say, hey, you know, we still have to build this thing. So, of course, we need to continue work, but uh, even with the distance, we should really get busy with that. We should. Uh, that can mean, you know, getting to know each other a little bit more if it's a very recent team, or that can mean, okay, guys, we know that we have issues, so. Uh, we know they are not solved yet. We know that this situation is going to increase that. You know, this kind of um, emotional distance between us will just increase. So, yeah, let's get on with it. Let's uh, let's talk about it. So, I think that's really an exercise that uh, that a lot of teams uh, should consider and a lot of managers should keep in mind because it will only get worse otherwise. So, just admit, you know, where are you at the moment with those foundations and. Uh, Let's build on that because otherwise, uh, of course, foundations are you know, highly based on trust, right? So essentially, what are you going to do if you don't trust uh, the team or if the team doesn't trust uh, its manager to, to be there for them? 
So yeah, I think uh, the first thing to do is really to to talk about it, to talk about it, and uh, and of course you're gonna have to give it away. You're gonna have to give your trust just like that in the beginning because well you know it's uh, there's nothing else you can do. So just admit that uh, these foundations have to be built. Agree that you're gonna try. That everyone is gonna okay. Um, make it clear to your team as a manager, for instance, hey guys, uh, you don't need to tell me every day uh, that you're busy. You don't need to schedule meetings every hour to show me that you're busy. I mean, I trust you guys. You know, it's I trust you guys. We know that we have issues in the team. We're gonna work on them, but uh, let's uh, yeah, let's agree on uh, some kind of a protocol. You know, I don't know. Every day at uh, at two o'clock, we have this open channel on whatever tools we are using, and we just yeah. You can just show up, you know, take a break, take your coffee, whatever, I mean, do what you want and see who's in the channel at that moment and have the discussion that's going to, that's going to reduce the emotional distance between the people. And, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's how it starts. So that, that's the informal part. And, uh, for the very formal exercise of, of team practice of building trust and practicing with each other, I mean, you can you can also have a, a very specific event uh, once a week where you guys start to discuss about you know your uh, intrinsic motivators, these kind of things. You know, getting to know each other more. What is giving me energy? Or, for instance, what 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 in the current situation, for instance, is affecting my intrinsic motivators the most? You know, let's say imagine for you you scored very high on um, on the social social aspects. You know, like. Uh, mm kind of um you know socializing is scoring really high on what gives you energy all of a sudden you know you're, you're stuck home right so so it's yeah. complicated so it means it's not you're not going to be the same person anymore you know it's going to be difficult you know that, that part of your personality will suffer so yeah, if you score high in power like i mean yeah. using your power how do you use that at home Exactly. Uh, but I mean, you said you said you said many things. Uh, uh, Sorry, interesting. No, no, no. It's <laughs> no, but because I'm thinking, the main thing, the main obstacle, the main danger, or the main pain for like everybody, like a lot of people these days, is because if you lack trust, I think, uh, either as a manager or even between colleagues, sometimes uh, having different levels of responsibilities, uh, it's you tend to overcompensate and over. Uh, manage or try to control or try to talk a lot you feel like if, if, if you miss trust you have to compensate in some ways and so you you start mm -hmm. I think what you said huh? you start uh, uh, paying attention to who is connected who is not connected and, and how much you work and you start doing like what I think this concept like of panic work you start working all the time because like even weekend it has no stop so, uh, so how do you mm -hmm. Concretely, like, what would you recommend to a team or to a manager uh, doing that? Meaning, um, feeling that there is a problem, uh, a lack of something, and instead of trying to build it uh, because it's it's hard, uh, and you have maybe you have no clue, clue, uh, you just try to control more. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think the, it comes down to, you know, vulnerability, right? I mean, we already talked about that when we were in the office, you know, we say, yeah, you know, you should, you should be more vulnerable so that, you know, your yeah. colleagues can also uh, get to see your, the, the true person, right? I mean, you don't need to open up about all your private stuff, but 
you know, you know, acknowledging when, when things are difficult. So, you know, when, uh, when, you're, when you're too deep into something, you know, that creates trust, you know. So I think now we are being thrown into, uh, <laughs> into a lot of vulnerability because, you know, now most people who are not even used to, to work from home, all of a sudden, uh, they are thrown at home with their, their kids running around when they have kids. So it's a challenge. So you end up being the, the, le the least, in the least equipped, I would say, situation to prove your trust. So that, and that's why, that's why I think the team, so your, your colleagues, but also the manager has to be very clear and say, guys, I mean, we know that we, we understand the situation. You know, I mean, I, I know it's hard. I know it's hard and we need to trust each other. You don't have to overcompensate. I mean, you talked about working in weekends and everything. I mean, it doesn't happen just overnight. I think it's a vicious cycle, right? It's, for instance, if at some point someone starts doing something because he has this kind of panic work, Andy, because we, are, we have no job insecurity. A lot of people are afraid of losing their jobs because they're not sure whether their job is fully contributing given the current situation. So they will try to, to show that they can do more. So they will start scheduling meetings. Uh, people will be added to those meetings. So that's why I really say added because uh, now with all those online tools, it's different than just, you know, uh, inviting someone, you know, now you can just add someone to the, to the meeting. So you don't have any more this, this time where you can say, okay, I'm not available, you know, so I reject your invitation, you know, now you're like working and this thing is beeping in your face saying, so you have to press red, you know, to say, well, I can't join or, you know, so people are, are just joining, you know, because the interruption already happened, you're busy with something, so you just show up. So essentially, because at some point, one person or more person, will end up um, planning all those meetings, all of a sudden, uh, everybody will join. And because they join, they are not done with their work, so they feel bad. And because they're afraid for their future and they feel bad, they will you know, start extending their day to catch up with the work they didn't plan. And you know, it's a vicious cycle. So you end up actually doing a lot more stuff, but with very limited extra output. You know? So that's why it's very, very important that the manager makes it clear, guys, you know, I mean, when I say guys, uh, <laughs> I mean guys and ladies, of course. You know, just, you know, you don't need to do that. You know, I trust you guys. I mean, I trust you guys to make it happen, you know, and if you need me, I'll be there, you know, and it's the same thing. The manager doesn't need to overcompensate to show that he's around, you know, or she's around, you know, it's... Uh, Which is interesting hey, because some, some people, I think there is this ongoing debate uh, between people saying that you have to give trust first and some other saying you have to earn trust. So in a way that if you give it like without any proof that you deserve it, it's, it's bad. Like it's some of a, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think about that? Earning, giving? Well, I think now it's not a debate anymore because now you just have to give it, right? So I mean, those who are reluctant, they kind of have mm. to give it away because the, the only alternative to, to that is just being super controlling. I mean, there's no way, you know, so the situation makes it so. So I would say just accept that situation and make the best of it. And I think it always works better anyway when you give it because, I mean, just take the example. I mean, it's, it's about responsibility, right? It's like, you know, uh, when you distribute credit cards within your team, right? You know, I mean, if you responsibilize people and say, okay, this is your corporate card, so... You have, I don't know, you can spend you know, about a thousand euro on it. I mean, of course, for professional things, you know, <laughs> you can spend a thousand euro, but be responsible with that. I mean, people will actually be super responsible with that. If you end up being the only person who can spend that kind of money in the department or in the team, people will come to you with all kinds of questions, you know, and uh, they will say, okay, can you buy this or can you buy that? So the accountability will be missing there. 
So just trust them and you'll see that much more will come out of it. So I mean, it's a very, um, how do you call that? The, the example, of course, doesn't work for everything. Yeah? But um, I think, you know, when people feel trusted, they, they actually, um, you know, they show a lot more accountability. You know, that's as simple as that. So, uh, so now this is just a situation we are thrown in. I mean, the managers, they cannot anymore say, hey, uh, you know, it just happened. You know, people are working from home. That's it. You know, so now you, there's no, there's no coming back from that. So you better embrace it and see what, what good things come out of it. And I think a lot of good things will, will come out of that. So don't remind people every day that uh, the only reason why they're working from home is because of the virus. You know, this doesn't make any sense. You know, just embrace the situation and uh, show that you're there for them and, uh, and really bring that feeling to the team as well. That's why the, you know, the concept of uh, daily stand-ups, you know, which usually is used in, you know, in engineering and software development with, with Scrum and Agile teams, I think it's a very good thing. You know, it's a very good thing because it's not just about um, saying, okay, what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today. But it's also saying, okay, what's blocking me? But also, what am I going to do which might block you? you know? And all these things you know, is really opening up. So, and that's also, you know, that at some point in time, you know, which is the, the daily stand-up in the morning, you'll be able to, to tell a bit more to your colleagues about what you've done. So this should help also mitigate uh, the people who are a little bit afraid that, that other people think they might be slacking around, you know. I mean, it's difficult to, to get that fear away, especially when you're in a job which might be in jeopardy because of the, the current economy or, you know, it's, uh, it's complicated. So there's a big role for the managers to, to really put people at ease and, and for the team to put uh, their colleagues at ease. Yeah. And it's, uh, uh, yeah. You're listening to a Team Time episode we hope you enjoy it. To listen to more episodes, follow the Better Teams podcast. This series is brought to you by Antevors, a consultancy company dedicated to help you build better teams and healthier businesses. If you'd like to stay connected and get daily content regarding team development and leadership, feel free to follow the Team Pitfalls page on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening. Now let's go back to our discussion. I remember a, a question we had uh, during the first time leading team was essentially um, saying maybe that you, it's not that you don't need trust, but what you need is more like metrics or, or goals to, to be met. Uh, mm -hmm. So I don't want to be like caricatural, but uh, I could ask it like that way. Do you, do you need trust or do you need metrics? Meaning that if you have clear, clear goals and results, if you meet the the result expected, it's good. If you don't, well, I can't trust you in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you know, metrics. I mean, I'm not a big fan of metrics. I mean, the people who know me, they know that I'm not uh, I'm not a very blue person or a very analytical person in that sense. I mean, I, <laughs> I favor a lot more interactions. And uh, so now, I mean, I think the point where, where you need something is really the, the objective. If you have a shared goal as a team, of course, then you move in the right direction. And then it doesn't matter. I think the trust comes with that as well, because if the goal is clear, then everyone also hold each other accountable in the team. So if, it means if someone is struggling, you know, then the overall objective of the team is struggling. So that creates uh, the need for trust, right? So, um, so to me, yeah, if there's only one metric, it's basically the goal and... And whatever, whatever sub-goals contribute to that goal, of course. So uh, I would say this is the only KVI, I mean, you know. 
and the team has to understand what's what's their part in that and also the why they want to achieve that goal but this is the same as uh, you know as regular work in the office no? it's just that uh, when it's amplified so you need to really make sure that people in your team as a manager uh, you need to make sure that people really understand what is the goal and what is their their part in it because otherwise they will not feel accountable for that and uh, and that's gonna yeah it's gonna become even more difficult especially with the distance in the communication so if they all know they contribute to something then the only reason why uh, a conflict uh, would erupt is uh, is about you know finding the best solution to a problem you know but it's not gonna get personal so but of course all of that is based on so on on knowing each other and it depends on which phase of the team you're in I mean uh, so if it's a very young team, then there's especially more effort for the manager. If, um, I mean, we can talk about the different phases of a team. Huh? If you know the Tuckman model, uh, you know, we talk about uh, forming, storming, norming, and, and performing. And um, of course, if now all of a sudden your team end up being remote, um, yeah, it's much easier if you're already in the performing phase, right? Because it means the objectives are clear. It means the team know each other. They know how to move forward. So the role of the manager is to make sure that everybody keeps their their energy, that they can, that these people are still challenged, that they can still grow. So that's kind of the role of the manager. But if the team is, for instance, in a very early phase like forming, um, it's very very important for the manager to state the objectives and to to get the team around the table to. To define how to do that and there are many tools huh? you, you don't need to be co-located and huh? you can use tools like uh, mural and uh, whatever video conferencing tool to, to have the discussion if you're in a storming phase uh yeah that's that's difficult because that's when they when they kind of you know they've been working around together for a while but uh you know that's when they start having a little bit of conflict which are still personal because they don't know each other enough and the, the goals are not completely clear so there the manager has to be a little bit more directive but it's difficult to be directed from a distance, so that, that, that's more of a challenge. So I would say, um, yeah, it's it, the role of the manager changed basically. So because the phase after that, which is norming, yeah, when you're in norming and performing, your role as manager is easier from a distance. When you're in uh, forming and storming, it's more complex. So uh, your involvement has to be different. Has to be different. So and keep in mind also that uh, you could have a team which is in that. Um, norming phase for a while or performing phase even but if two new members are joining mm. and their onboarding for instance is happening while everybody is working from home well that's going to kick back the team into uh yeah. into a different phase that's what well. i wanted to say yeah, yeah. or if COVID 19 happens huh? yeah exactly i mean you need to be you need to be careful with that and you need to restate the objectives the final objectives or what you're planning to achieve because also, let's be honest, I mean, maybe the objective you had for, for the first quarter or something like that, you know, uh, was very ambitious and uh, with the current situation, you know, it's not possible. So be honest with the team and say, guys, I mean, this is our new objective, you know, and uh, this is how we can contribute. And I'm aware that in that situation, you might not be able to contribute the way you would have contributed before. So, you know, basically having those discussions, being really open about it, you know, it's, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, um, it's a challenge but the role of the manager is even more important in that phase i think yeah i think that brings us back to what we said originally what you said originally about vulnerability and being being honest and and even vulnerable if you have to say okay that was the road before that was the goal before it's not anymore we have to reassess mm -hmm. yeah. um because I, I wonder if like 
when we say we have a remote problem or remote crisis, mm-hmm. you realize that actually you have a trust crisis or a trust issue. And when you pull that off a little bit more, you might realize that you have actually a meaning issue uh, that what you said, uh, either your job, your goal, the entire company's purpose is not meaningful anymore in, in a particular context. Uh, so you have that inner crisis or corporate crisis, mm-hmm. uh, which must, which is a big mess from, from many, many uh, people or mm-hmm. many companies, I guess. So, uh, yeah, having these um, times to, uh, this good attitude at least to tell the truth, be honest and say, okay, let's yeah. rebuild together or let's see where we can go uh, together. That, that, that yeah. makes sense, I think. Well, I mean, in any case, then whether you're remote or not, and it's, it's the advice I always give. Huh? <laughs> I mean, like, you know, just be transparent about that, be, be vulnerable about this and say, guys, I mean, the situation is new, huh? so we're going to have to deal with it. Uh, it's not perfect or it can even be like, okay, uh, in, in some companies, especially, you know, technical companies, you know, uh, software companies, you know, working from home is already part of the culture. So that's, that's a lot easier. So there is not, you know, you don't have this friction related to tooling, you know, which is, which is coming in a way. But for a lot of companies, I mean, um, yeah, they were just created an account, you know, uh, with whatever tool, sent home with a laptop. For some people, it's the first time they got a laptop. Uh, I mean, professionally, of course. Yeah, it's it's tricky. I mean, you know, they, they end up with all those new tools and that kind of, you know, you know, this feeling also of not being up to date with technology also reinforced the feeling that, okay, what's going to happen with my job? So all of these things have to be acknowledged, you know, by the manager and say, okay, guys, I mean, don't please don't panic. Uh, don't panic it's uh, it's okay you know you, there is a learning curve in that which means that uh, our output as a team will be um, diminished but we can still deliver a lot you know and maybe some of the things we were planning to deliver were on are in the current context irrelevant and uh, we should focus on something else and uh, you know it's um i think it's all about you know acknowledging what people are going through i mean that's basically that you know pretending that nothing is happening and that uh going to get back to normal quick I mean, yeah maybe maybe we will but uh it's not going to be just a quick rebound so and we have to make the best of it and i think people can um can learn a lot out of this i mean so yeah it's um yeah, okay. opportunity. yeah 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 so if i if i can just sum up quickly what we said because i think we said a lot and i hope it will be useful for um, everybody listening or watching us um Building, building trust essentially would be uh, knowing about knowing you and knowing your team, knowing each other. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it's 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 good to work on what is motivating you, like intrinsically motivating you, your intrinsic motivations, mm-hmm. uh, and to have like a some sort of a workshop, for example, when you, where you discuss what is important for you and what is important for each mm-hmm. other. Um, Acknowledges acknowledging vulnerability as well. Uh, if you commit, like, if you make mistakes, or which is very important, like everybody can make mistakes. Uh, communicating about the current state of like what's happening here and what you know and what you don't know, especially if you doubt. I think it's good to to say it. Uh, to, mm-hmm. to at least to be honest. Um, yeah. Uh, making sure that everything remains meaningful, and if it's not building the meaning uh, with your uh, with your people internally, with your team, because it will strengthen accountability. Uh, people will feel more responsible, 
that's at least what I saw even when I started to discuss with um, managers in Italy, which is like obviously a, a very tough, tough uh, country uh, to work with and to live, to live in right now. Um, some yeah. of the best teams now, they know that trusting people is just that you have, a, you have a goal, the goal is clear, it makes sense, mm -hmm. it has meaning. Uh, you know why you wake up every morning and you know what you have to do to reach that goal. So, yeah, you, ha you are trusted. Yeah, that's, uh, but that's, I mean, again, it's, it's just, uh, it's the same in normal situation. It's just amplified now. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I, I think companies have really something to win in the current situation is that uh, the way they will treat their employees and the way they will deal with trust in that phase, you know, will really define their cultures really for, for years to come because people will yeah. remember, you know, people remember how the company, how the manager um, chose to trust them. Huh? I mean, I think uh, if you're a new employee, if you just join, it's part of your onboarding and you're like, you know, in that situation, that's really going to define whether you're going to stay or not afterwards, you know. I mean, talking about on your own will, you know, yeah. because in that, for, for a new person joining the team, you know, or a new team being, you know, and sometimes the manager is a new person joining the team, right? So it's also complicated. But it's um, the, way, the way trust will be dealt with, you know, will really define the... the how people will, will feel like they belong in that company and how they were, you know. So I really hope that companies will understand that because, yeah, now they have to make a lot of very tough choices, you know, from an HR standpoint, you know, we talk about, you know, temporary unemployment and things like that. And uh, I think it's, yeah, it, it's, it doesn't really so much matter whether, you know, you're forced to put someone on unemployment. It's more the way you deliver the news and how clear you explain it. And, also explaining to people that, okay, at the moment, uh, we need to put you in this situation, but it doesn't mean we don't value your job. It means that the outputs and the targets of, of your job right now, you know, uh, makes it, you know, it is not in line anymore with how we can serve our customer, but this will come back or, or we will help you transform into a new role, you know, but it's, it's all about how do you explain it and the why, you know, so people understand. I mean, there's so much solidarity you can see everywhere. I mean, people really want to, to be part of that and everybody's doing their piece, you know? So if you explain to, to people why they've been put on unemployment temporarily on things like this, because it's very, in Europe, it's very, you know, common you know, this uh, temporary unemployment now, people will, you know, they will feel like they still belong because that's what they want. You know, when they're stuck at home, they want to belong to something, you know? So just explain it, you know, be transparent and, uh, and I think it will increase the, the you know, the, the bound to the company and to the team. So, yeah, just use that opportunity, companies, to, to really build trust at, at the deepest level, you know. Yeah. Okay. I think these are wise words to uh, to, to end our discussion. Yeah, if I, maybe. If I can, if I, <laughs> uh, yeah, and so tip of that, of the day, tip of the discussion, uh, you can set rituals. Uh, weekly, daily meetings, like either call, it, call them stand-up meetings if you want to or any other name, but just uh, um, gather together, discuss, discuss what you do uh, and what are your impediments. And you can even discuss private matters if it's, uh, yeah, if it's create more bonds because you don't have the coffee machine anymore to stick around. So it's, uh, it's still a good way to have yeah. fun. Um, okay uh, as you see we have like plenty of things to discuss but uh, we hope that was useful uh, don't hesitate to ask to ask us any question you can DM us on LinkedIn you can follow our page Team Pitfalls uh, or 
until also the company on LinkedIn and just uh, get in touch. We'll do that weekly. We'll answer your questions. Uh, so yeah, don't hesitate to reach out or to um, uh, register to one of our Friday uh, online free sessions. First time leading teams, yeah. leading remote teams. Okay, thank you, Maxime. Uh, You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon and evening. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>